Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. In Maine, a lot of the homicides are people who know each other. Um, It's very common that that's the case, and a lot of them are domestic violence oriented. So this one was really different, which is likely part of why it took years to solve. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Back in 2018, News Center Maine, a local TV news station in Portland, Maine, dedicated a week of coverage to unsolved homicides in the city of Portland, a city with a notably lower clearance rate than the state of Maine and the rest of the country. In the prior decade, nearly half of the city's homicides had gone unsolved. One of those was the case of David Anderson. There have been no arrests. Do you feel like you're close to any arrest? Um... I I will say that that investigation is currently still active and being worked. But after four years without an arrest, investigators believe they finally found David's killer. Jackie Mundry, you've been covering this story for New Center, Maine. It's a story that takes us back to a Tuesday night in 2016. Walk us through the events of that night. So when the event actually happened, I actually wasn't even working in Maine at the time. One of my coworkers covered it as part of her series of unsolved homicides in the city of Portland because the city of Portland, half of its homicides were unsolved in the last decade. Um, so she kind of looked into that. And recently, it looks like the city police department is working really hard to, to fix that, you know, to arrest people. Um, so... I'm kind of picking up on it um, after they made the arrest of the um, Aristotle Stilly, who was the person who allegedly murdered David Anderson. Um, so basically, from my understanding, is 2016, Tuesday night, like you said, David Anderson was home with his girlfriend at their apartment in downtown Portland and opened the door and was, was shot. Um, and that's pretty much the extent of it. It's really interesting to me, because I've covered quite a bit of crime here in Maine, that it took quite some time to find the the person that is now being charged with his murder because in Maine, a lot of the homicides are people who know each other. Um, it's very common that that's the case, and a lot of them are domestic violence oriented. So this one was really different, which is likely part of why it took years to solve. Hmm. And so based on your reporting, as I understand it, the shooter, when, when David opens this door and, and there's somebody there with a gun— This person wasn't a resident of his building or anything like that, but he actually came in from outside, knocked on the door of this apartment, fired off some rounds into the unit, and then walked away. Does that sound right? Yeah, and there's um, surveillance video and surveillance photos, I should say, of him coming in and coming out. But, you know, he has a hat or a hood on. You can't really tell. But I spoke to David's sister recently after um, Stilly was arrested in California. And she said that, from her understanding, what the police told her is that Stilly was looking for the owner of the apartment building, not looking for Anderson himself. Police say someone approached the apartment that night. 
David went to answer the door. Before he could turn the knob, someone opened fire. The difficulty in this particular case is that no one in the apartment saw the shooter. Police reached out to the public for help. Tell me a little bit more about David Anderson, this 36-year-old man who was shot and killed. You mentioned you talked to his sister. What can you tell me about who he was and, and what might have been going on in his life around this time? Yeah, so his sister was really open with both my coworker a couple of years ago and myself about the struggles her brother went through. Um, he dealt with some substance abuse problems, and it sounds like their their home life and their family life was a little a little different than the traditional family life. Um, they had just really found each other about a year before David died. So, you know, she was really excited to have her brother in her life for the first time, but also really hoping that he would, you know, stop using. Um, obviously, substance abuse is a problem. And um, she thinks that if he maybe wasn't using, then he would still be here. Hi, my name is Kelly Turner. I am David Anderson's sister. My brother was murdered on March 15, 2016. I got up early in the morning to go to work, and I looked on my Facebook, and I saw a wrapped David. That's how Kelly Turner found out her brother had been murdered, from his friend's posts on Facebook. Funny, loving, caring. He would give you the shirt off his back. She had only met her half-brother David one year prior. He was finally where a place that I could actually meet him. David struggled. Heroin, cocaine, ecstasy, he tried everything. After years of talking over the phone, Kelly finally met her brother. They quickly got to know one another, only to have that growing relationship ripped away. I just wish that I had more time with him. Back in 2016 then, what can you tell me about any potential leads or suspects or evidence as far as the media or the public knew at the time, at least? So like I said, I wasn't really covering this case in 2016, but from the you know pretty long conversation I had with Anderson's sister, um, it sounds like they didn't have any leads and they, you know, they tried to work off the surveillance photos, but um, you know, sometimes the cameras aren't great, they're a little grainy. Um, sometimes that's hard for police to work off of. So they didn't really have any leads, but Portland police said that they continue to investigate this case. And um, then in this past August, they actually, the grand jury in Cumberland County, which is in Portland, um, indicted Aristotle Stilly, but he had not been arrested yet. So they actually stopped him on a traffic stop in California, and he was eventually uh, brought back to Maine to be arraigned, and he's now being held here. Um, so police had been, you know, looking for a while, but it didn't sound like they had very many leads at all. News Center Maine, as you mentioned, has reported diligently on unsolved cases, specifically in Portland, Maine. And I understand that that's because Portland has a notably high number of unsolved cases relative to the state and the country. What can you tell me about that broader picture that David Anderson's case was a part of? Yeah, so um, in Maine, if there's a homicide, Maine State Police are the lead investigators for the most part, unless it's in the city of Portland or the city of Bangor, which are the two largest cities in um, in the state. So Portland has 15 unsolved homicides left. They have solved quite a few since our series ran. So that was kind of the point of the series, I guess. You know, it was the city of Portland is one of the only jurisdictions that investigates its own homicides, but half of them are unsolved.
Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. In the fall of 2020, after years, there's movement in this case, and 23-year-old Aristotle Stilly is arrested. Do we know much else about what he had been up to during that four-year window, how he ended up in California or anything like that? We really don't, to be honest. You know, he was previously of South Portland, Maine um, at the time of the, the murder, but you know, those four years, we really don't know where he was or when he went to California. Um, all we know is that was where he was eventually found and arrested. And one of the big questions that it sounds like we're still trying to answer is what possible connection Aristotle Stilly may have had to David Anderson. And it sounds like investigators think there might not have even been one that he was looking for someone else. Yeah, so that's what it sounds like from David's sister. She said the two did not know each other at all, but I do think that there is still a lot that we don't know. You know, we as reporters or the public that will likely come out um, in court documents and when the trial eventually does happen. When you then spoke with David's sister after the arrest, what did she have to say about what that arrest meant to her after going years without answers in her brother's case? So in 2018, when she talked to one of my colleagues, she said that she won't be at peace until there's justice. And then, you know, I kind of wanted to follow up. Are you at peace now? Do you feel better? But unfortunately, it kind of, you know, opened up old wounds. She really like revisited her brother's death and so did her family. So I think it's been really hard for them. Um, but she said she does feel like there's a little bit of a weight lifted off her shoulder. I'm happy that we finally have him. While it's a bit of a relief for Anderson's family, his sister Kelly Turner says it's reopening old wounds brings all the emotions back. And as for Aristotle Stilly, where do things stand now? Is he back in Maine awaiting trial, I assume? Uh, yes, he's in Maine. I believe he's been arraigned, so I'm sure there are quite a quite a handful of legal proceedings that still need to be done, um, but I'm not sure there's a trial date set just yet. Jackie Mundry with New Center Maine. Thanks for sharing the story with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, so make sure you're subscribed to the show or following it on whatever podcast app you use. If you got a second, feel free to drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show continue to reach new listeners. And as always, if you're looking for more true crime, head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows or search Vault Studios on your podcast app. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. <laughs>